Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get freedom from budgeting. Yeah, nobody likes budgeting. It's definitely a four-letter word that, you know, no one likes to sit down and say, how much money came in the door and where did all that money go? Um, right? The old Starbucks analogy. If you stop going to Starbucks, you'll save yourself X amount of dollars, which equates to X amount of dollars per year. And it's annoying. Like everyone knows it. Like everyone gets it. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast like, oh, that's the first time I've ever heard of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. However... It can be like, we all know we can't spend all of our money. Wait, we, we can't. Yeah, exactly. But we, sometimes I think we can get too into the weeds. Can we spend more than all of our money? Well, normally. <laughs> okay. There, there's called the things called credit cards, <laughs> line of credit. So we shouldn't do that either. Probably not. Okay. So I've already lost my train of thought. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. So uh, where, where we were going with this is when, when we talk about budgeting, I think some people will go into the weeds and they start to analyze, okay, where should my money be going? How much should go to this activity versus this grocery store versus, and they start going down that path. Oh, I once had a client that printed out like four pages of Excel file. Right. <laughs> Which some people like doing that. Right. And if that, if that's you, great right? As long as you follow it, I guess, right? Some people are just like actually building out the spreadsheets and then they do nothing with it. (laughs) I'm not pointing fingers. (laughs) I am. But, you know, three takeaways you're going to get from today. And it's, it's three steps to allow yourself freedom from actually budgeting. And and this makes it super easy. It makes the following the steps might be a little bit challenging. It's going to take work to get there, but like, this is the easy button on how to budget. Yeah. So if you can get these three steps done, everything else gets easy to get them done. Will be hard. Not going to lie. But once it's done, everything else just becomes easy. Right. And that's typically how life works, right? You put in the work up front and it starts to get easier later on. Yeah. This is the concept of hard, easy, right? Where you you do the hard thing and then that makes the rest of everything easy. Exactly. So, so let's start the steps here, Alex. So step number one, and we've had a whole episode of this. So make sure you go back to that episode to, to look at protecting your income, but that that's step one with the money coming in the door, your first step needs to be protecting that income. And the reason being is that none of this matters if you lose your income. And some people, it's funny. I heard actually someone said this the other day to me um, in a a conversation and they said, well, I'm a risk taker. And I asked them, I go, if you don't mind my asking, what, how much risk are you taking? And they were comparing it to like the market, essentially like the ups and downs. Sure. And so I kind of said, so if your income stopped today, what would occur? How, how would that risk truly affect you? And he, he asked me another question and he goes, well, what would cause my income to stop? Like he, he just hadn't thought this all the way through. I said, well, imagine you couldn't, you got sick and you couldn't go to work for the next two years. Why'd collect unemployment? 
Okay. How's unemployment? How much pay are you going to get from unemployment? Right. And we went through, and how long would you get it? And it, right. We went through that down this path. Long story short, he finally, at the end of the conversation goes, yeah, I, I'd be screwed. I'd have to live in a homeless shelter and, or I'd have to call my parents and live with them. And I go, so that's the risk you're taking. Is that what you're okay with risking? Every dream that you've ever had. Well, and it, like the other component to that is it might not even like you might be in a position where you could stomach not working for two years. However, what is that then going to do to your balance sheet and do to your future self if you chew up two years worth of income today? And how much of an impact is that going to have five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road in terms of what you're able to do, how much of your dreams you're able to accomplish? Might you be able to still do it? Sure. But at the same time, what's the impact going to be? Yeah. My whole theory on why people say that is uh, two reasons. Uh, A, they don't really understand what we mean by protecting the income. And then two, cost. They think it's, it's self- not worth the money to protect their income. And so it goes hand in hand. If you don't understand what you're protecting, obviously the cost is going to be too much. Well, if you don't understand it, any cost is too much. Exactly. Okay. And like one of the things that we talk about is that the vast majority of our clients would way rather have near certainty of attaining 95% of their wealth potential than have the possibility of 100% and the expectation of about 70% of their wealth potential. Yep. So let's repeat that because I, I, you and I say that and sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. Right. <laughs> the so- vast majority of our clients will choose near certainty of attaining 95% of their wealth potential as opposed to having a shot at getting 100%, but the expectation that they will fall short and land somewhere in the neighborhood of 70%. Yeah, using numbers with this is, if the full opportunity of your nest egg is a million dollars, most people would love the certainty of getting to $950,000. And there are some people out there that are okay with the chance of getting to a million dollars, but the likelihood of really only getting to $700,000. Like that's a huge difference. It is. It really is. And that just, that really just comes with consistency and and doing the right things in the right order. And that first order is protecting your income, which takes us to step number two, which ties hand in hand with that 95% figures that we were just throwing out is make sure you're saving between 15 and 20% of your gross income. This is like, these two steps are the biggest success factors in financial planning. Ryan and I would love to tell you that it's us. It's not. It's adhering to these two principles and rules. 
if you save 15 to 20% of your income, it will have a profound effect on multiple different areas of your balance sheet. Your cash flow will look better both now and in retirement. Your balance sheet in terms of the assets on it will look profoundly different and better. And it almost doesn't matter how you're investing or how, like where you're putting dollars. If you save 15 to 20%, you will be successful. And now it's just a matter of like the, the tweaks that Ryan and I can do are where that 15 to 20% goes and trying to be as efficient and effective as possible with it. Now we can have a big impact there. Like we, we can take you from say 70% up to 95%. But at the same time, saving that 15 to 20% is the thing that allows us to accomplish that. Yeah. And we do, we do a calculator when we're talking with clients uh, where we talk about savings rate versus rate of return, right? Because rate of return is the, is the sexy thing to talk about, right? And so you might be saving, and, and we do this calculation live, and I forget what the exact numbers turn out to be, but just in brief summary, if you're saving 5% of your gross income and you get a 8% rate of return, you have this number of like, I think it was like 1.4 million or something like that, depending on your income and how much you're saving, right? Or, at, well, and let me back up here, that 8% rate of return, how much risk did you take on with that? And just take that, take the, to take it one step further, that's never touching that money ever. So saving 5%, getting 8%, that's never taking that money and then buying a house. That's never taking that money and spending it on education. That's never taking that money and going on vacation. It's never allowing your emotions to dictate your decisions. It's having perfect uh, adherence to your investment strategies and philosophies. Then the other scenario is someone that saves 20% of their income and we literally show it with zero rate of return. Like this person takes the money and shoves it underneath their mattress and they end up with more than the $1.4 million. So let me repeat that. They shoved it underneath their mattress <laughs> which we don't recommend you do, but <laughs> think about that for a second, right? The person that saved 20% and just puts it underneath their mattress, they're going to end up with more money than the person that gets an 8% rate of return on that 5% savings. And who's got the higher likelihood of getting there? A hundred percent. The person who's saving the, the cash for a couple reasons. One, the things that are in their control are what they're controlling. They're controlling shoving it under their mattress, which last time I checked, there's not a likelihood of losing those dollars. Secondly, they're in control of the savings rate. Whereas the other person, they're giving up some amount of control. Now this is not necessarily a bad thing, but they're giving up some amount of control by investing those dollars and now subjecting it to risk. Now, there's a lot of things we can go ahead and do to help manage risk and help make sure that things are being done appropriately. And there's still a measure of risk that we're taking when we invest and having like, making sure that we understand what those risks are. Now, if somebody's saving 20%, we shouldn't just shove it all under the mattress. 
those dollars should be invested in a risk appropriate manner. So helping make sure that we understand how they should be invested and what amount of risk you're willing to take or not take. So all of this takes us to the, the end result, the good news here. If you've protected your income and if you're saving 15 to 20%, guess what you get to do with the rest of your money? You get to enjoy it. Spend it. Go do what you want. And it doesn't matter whether that's a bigger house, a fancy car, travel, dining out, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. Great. Go do that. Don't spend more than 100% of your income, but go enjoy the rest of your money. Now, why is this so simple? Why does this sound so simple? Well, it's because if your income's protected and something happens, guess what? You, you're, you still have the same lifestyle that you're accustomed to. If you're saving 15 to 20%, that's actually the hard work. And Alex has already brought up, like literally if you're saving 15 to 20%, it almost doesn't matter where you're putting it. You're going to be okay. Which then allows you to spend the rest. The hard part here is, the hardest part I think for most is actually going to be getting to the saving 15 to 20%, right? Because most people aren't saving that amount of money. And they might yeah, even be hearing sure. us right now saying, crap, 20%, I'm saving 10. How am I going to double what I'm currently saving? And it, it doesn't happen tomorrow. Like listening to this episode, you're not going to snap your fingers and save 10% more tomorrow. But if you have that mentality, you're going to slowly creep because as your income income goes up, guess what? You get to save more of it, which gets you to that 20% quicker. Yeah. I mean, occasionally we're able to snap our fingers and help clients get there with how we work with, with folks and, and some of the things that we're able to do, but that's not the normal experience. Yep. Normally it takes time to build up those good habits and get to the point where we are systematically saving 15 to 20%. So we hope, we hope this episode is, is resonating with you all. We hope we, we, we simplified it on purpose, which leads us to the question of the day here, Mr. Collins. The question of the day for today is how much of your income are you saving? And simple calculation to go ahead and take your gross income and uh, you know, divide the, uh, or take your gross savings that you're doing systematically and saving on a regular basis. One of the tricks here is that sometimes people will say, oh, I'm putting 500 bucks a month into savings. Okay, great. And then we find out that that money is then being used for travel or something else. It's just being stored to be spent. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about dollars that are systematically saved and not touched, divided by your total income. And this, this question of the day is designed to get you to think. And if you have questions and want to learn what are different techniques that you can use to increase your savings rate, head on over to holistic-finance.com and send us a note. Now, feel free to engage with us on that site. Uh, if you have any ideas, uh, send a, an email our way. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indiana Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint, number 2021-127436. Expiration, September 2023.